You're a fucking traitor. You went on the Coffee Wads and Pods podcast? Yeah, he just had me on Monday. We we did a show. Tra- you're only a fucking hour, traitor. You, Shut up. Only an hour? No. I fucking I hope you were there brushing up on your fucking skills. Bam, we're live. <laughs> Perfect. Hey, Peter, don't get carried away. See these people? Stay away from them. Lose their phone number. <laughs> I should have worn my. Hey, uh, so before this podcast started, J.R. Howell in the crash shirt, uh, I was like, hey, I'm going to work out what I listen to. He told me to go over to Coffee Wads and Pods and listen to Peter's podcast with Adrian. You guys who think you're games fans and haven't listened to that podcast are not games fans. I'm telling you, that is an amazing podcast. It has like 125 views, and there's no. Uh, it's 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 the best stuff I've heard about the CrossFit Games uh, by far. And I would never, if Adrian came on my show, I would jerk him off and be afraid to ask 50 percent of those questions. I'm telling you, it's were you good. working out? Or or no, I was working out. I was check out. I was doing okay. power cleans with 115, 115. Uh, but uh, but man, I'm I'm just that guy killed it. That in Jerry, you weren't joking. That wasn't a waste of my time. That's dense. Peter hits him with question after question after question. He doesn't let Adrian hide. Uh, I, I, I can't help. I don't know how many times you guys are going to hear this during the game season. There is and has never been any better promotion for the CrossFit games ever than the behind the scenes and the documentaries. By far, and 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 I don't know. I I, I want to tell you that the behind the scenes were a, by far a greater promotion, but I, I I just can't. When we first went to Netflix with the film um, that I produced and uh, Heber and Mars made, that was a fucking massive game changer. Going to because Netflix is like truly international, and although Apple's truly international, iTunes is still a bit niche. But when we went to Netflix with it, that exploded. But there will net. The thing is this. There will never be another person who can do the behind the scenes like me, not even close. I say that with all humility, and it is a it, it shows you if anyone's listening who's invested money into the purchase of CrossFit, what I do, what I brought to the games by far is is mind boggling, and what I continue to bring to the games, and I'm going to tie that into the coffee wads and pods thing. But the the most minutes watched of any games video in the history of the games, I think minutes watched, not views, minutes watched was the behind the scenes series. And, uh, um, and there's a reason for that. And and the only, the only thing that I would contest that Adrian said in that podcast is he said that CrossFit games is more transparent and open than ever. And I will say this, that behind the scenes made the CrossFit games more transparent than anything you guys could do or currently do. And not only that, it made enough noise that anything you guys were fucking up on, you could just push that up to the front and it would cancel it out. Does that make sense? Trump was a master of that shit. Squeeze chick's ass over here, get in trouble. Okay, throw some, do something else over here. Get your mind <laughs> off of it. That behind the scenes was a pot. And and and, I, and the current people in in play who don't take advantage of that, who don't just swallow their ego and be like, we're going to use the shit out of Sevon to bring it. You're making a mistake. But I don't. You can't afford me anyway now, and I'm too big time. But I'm just saying. <laughs> I'm just saying. Uh, I also want to say that I, I think we are the only media outlet that continues to promote the L1 with, with, I mean, red shirts, godsend. You guys are the shit. Straight call to action in the newsletter. 
Yes, every, everyone. You have to take your L1. Okay, I want to start um, – talks about cuts. What's this? Oh, I'll bring that up later about something Brian Friend posted. Um, I, want to, I want to play uh, – hopefully um, the coffee wads and pods guys won't be too upset. I want to start this at 2828 um, from the coffee wads and pods with Adrian Bosman. By the way, this podcast will be about program the CrossFit Games programming. We will give you – the greatest insights you can find anywhere except for maybe this podcast. Okay. Uh, 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 this is Peter's episode 234. Uh, listen, li- listen to this, please. What can we do to negate it next time? I guess. Oh, absolutely. I mean, like you can't be invested in something. I guess you can, but I'm not, uh, you can't be invested in something for like 15 years. That's a niche thing that you kind of dedicate your whole life to and then just be like, eh, I don't really care that much. Okay. That's pause. Absurd. He just <laughs> you know described I mean? me for everyone in the world who wonders what the fuck's going on. And if I would argue that besides Greg Glassman, no one has dedicated more of their life to CrossFit in the last 15 years. I never took a day off, not Christmas, not Thanksgiving, not when someone died, not when someone was born, nothing. Same with my wife. The day my kids were born, she was still working. All of them home birthed them. And Adrian Bosman just said it right there. So if you're ever figuring out what the fuck is Sevon doing, it's because I've given my life to it for 15 years and I'm just rolling. Okay. Uh, 3204. Now the show starts at 508. Uh, I hope you guys have all gone to the bathroom and everything. This is when the smart programming shit stops and I take my dick out of my mouth and let Taylor and JR talk a little bit. Okay. And action. Uh, but there's, but on the other end of that, let, let's Uh-oh, talk echo. programming specifically. Start over. I'm rambling a little bit. Start but, over. Uh, programming uh, we got an echo. Is that you, Taylor? When you came in, the echo started. You have your YouTube open or anything? No, I don't. How do I fix oh. that? Okay. Let me let me try to mute my mic. Let's see if that changes it. Okay. And 32. people take them as if they are, um, and I think that that's not necessary. Uh, but there's but on the other end of that, let let's talk programming specifically because I'm rambling a little bit. But uh, programming specifically, there's always going to be people that have strong opinions, and that's great, in my opinion, because it means that like so many other sports, people are invested enough to care. And at the end of the day, I think there's many bad ways to program, but most of them are not as dire as people make it out to be. And most of it does not revolve around their particular preference that they're usually so fired up about. Um, There's a pretty broad strike zone for programming to be appropriate. Pause. Um, So we've, we've told you the whole thing. You're looking at four people who've dedicated their fucking lives to CrossFit. We've established that. Uh, possibly the finest uh, CrossFit gym on the eastern seaboard is uh, Crash CrossFit. We have a guy who's fucking uh, rehabbed himself out of fucking um, going to jail and uh, robbing banks, Taylor Self, through CrossFit. Uh, yeah, Matt Souza probably has a little bit of a similar story uh, and, uh, and, and runs an affiliate in Livermore, California, and has been one of the most outspoken um, and uh, successful uh, affiliate owners in the world. And then there's me. And, and then and on top of that, so you know why we're obsessed with it and what we're doing. And so you know our um, invested interests and our bias and et cetera. And then on top of that, um, Adrian Bosman has given us carte blanche. Is that a word? Carte blanche? That means like we can unabashed blessing to talk about programming. He accepts it. He understands it. He's at the top of the food chain. He's at the mountain. He says, throw the stones, throw the cotton balls, throw the accolades. Let's do it. He, 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 he appreciates it. Bam. We're live. Great job. I've ever done two in a row. Guys, why, what makes you think 
that we can get some insight into carte blanche freedom to act as one wishes or thinks best uh what makes you uh, jr think that um we can have some insight already into uh knowing what the program is going to be for the 2022 crossfit games finding the fittest human being on the planet man and woman yeah i mean i think there's a lot of things actually to this point we can look to some of them invoke a little bit more speculation than others but a little different from dave you know one thing boz has done since what january is he's been really accessible that's not something we were really used to with Dave. We were used to waiting for hints through his Instagram page, through his notepad that he was doodling on, through maybe a random picture here and there. But Boz has given you some access. He's given you a lot of access. Give There's me examples. Of- what do you mean? So, so you, and, and he mentions that. He thinks he's doing – I mean he doesn't he, – he's not bragging, but he, he thinks they're doing a good job more than, more than ever. Yeah, so you know, if we stay on this podcast specifically, um, you know, I think it's at one hour and ten seconds in – you know, he gives us some insight there. You know, he's, he says some things about the programming or maybe about the way he feels about the direction of the sport and what athletes should be focusing on that we wouldn't have gotten any other time. And that's live to the public to, to consume. I don't know if a lot of people have, but it's out there. The one he did leading up to the last chance qualifier with Chase Ingram on the CrossFit podcast. Again, more things in there we can point to and look and say, ah, that gives us some insight to maybe the direction he's trying to push the athletes and the sport as a whole. Uh, t- Taylor, same question to you. What makes you think that we have some enough information? It, well, let me add, so, so sorry, Taylor. So Jerry, you do think we have enough information to start, uh, picking away at this thing? Absolutely. Okay. Uh, Taylor, what makes you think that we have enough information to start, uh, putting this thing together, this puzzle together and making some good solid guesses? I, I agree with the same thing JR said. Uh, I also think, you know, he has, He's put himself out there on the very not random podcast that he does with Pat Sherwood. And there are like 67 episodes or so. And I think they started doing that maybe two years ago, max. So you can assume at least 30 of those are within the last 12 months, maybe more. Um, And while the majority of them have nothing to do with games programming, the more you know about a person and the more you hear them talk about CrossFit, what he prefers, how he programs, just the way he thinks. Um, movements he goes back to time domains he goes back to rep schemes he goes back to um you know like jr is going to talk about in a little bit his background uh in sport all those things are add to the pile to grab from in terms of accurate speculation so so these are the these are the two things i hear uh insights uh into his character where he comes from his past and uh, w- what he's talked about, what he's leaked, either uh, intentionally or inadvertently. And then we have this. Um, I mean, you sent us a shitload of notes, Jr. But we have this thing. Can you pull up this schedule? D- I have not looked at this. Um, does this already? Does something as is um, insignificant as the schedule just start getting your brains working? Yeah, of course, because you know you see eleven testing windows. But that doesn't mean that's 11 scored workouts by any stretch of the imagination. You know, we see a a one hour window for individuals and teams. And already people are thinking about what that could possibly be on that podcast. He alludes to something that every competitor will do at the games, age groups, individuals and teams, which is awesome. And it's something to get you thinking about what could be that all encompassing that it would be appropriate for a 50 year old or for a 15 year old. Uh, I, I think that's actually, at, could you pull that up real quick, Matt? I think that's at 5830, yep. what JR just said. Um, and, and JR, it's more than a lude, right? I mean, he states it. Yeah, he absolutely. says, 
Adrian Bosman says on this podcast, you guys are about to hear this uh, Coffee Wads and Pods with Peter. He says that every single athlete at the CrossFit Games is going to do the same workout. This th- and this is tantalizing. I, I mean, you got to give it to Boz. This is, I, I mean, well, before you hit play, do you like this, Taylor? That everyone's going to do the same thing. I. I do, and I'm very excited and interested to see how they do it. I think I have an idea of how, but I could be wrong. (coughs) It'll be a letdown if it's 50 burpees for time, right? Or no? Yeah, it's not going to be the yoke horse because when he he talks about this, and I guess we can get into that in a second, but when he – just play the clip and we can talk about it after. Uh, Okay. Taylor Self, giving orders. 8th of August or whatever. Is there something that you're thinking of specifically that will make you think, that was a success. Well, yeah, I mean, there's a lot of different domains there. Um, you know, every time you're staring down a big event like this with a lot of moving pieces, it's it, and not because you doubt yourself, but you're like, yeah, can we do it at all? Like, there's a lot. Oh, um, I screwed this up. Anyway, of keep course, playing. I have faith in the team that we can. But you know, you just have those moments where you're like, man, can we do it? Okay, pause so it just for a second. It. I want to say this: this podcast is full of this. Adrian giving you insights into the magnitude of the event. You ne- and yet he says it with such humility and yet maintains his dignity and strength. You believe he's pulling it off, but you also know this is no fucking joke. Okay, okay, go go ahead. I mean, and just to put it in context, that the Super Bowl is just the same fucking thing every year. The only fucking complex thing about the Super Bowl is the fucking party that they do in the center at, at, at halftime. Or Janet Jackson pulls out her titty or something. That's it. This thing is this thing is a mess every this thing is a fucking jigsaw puzzle every year and this year Adrian had to put it together. Okay, go ahead. Will be the win. Um but I think to me what's really important and I said this um I think it was to Sean and Tommy recently. Okay, cut that part uh, out. But it's really important to me that you know the games obviously is the transitional year. Um it's got to be what people expect it to be. It's got to be this epic complete test and it's got to be big and it's got to showcase the athletes and it's got to stretch the athletes and it's got to frustrate some of the athletes um, and it's got to be all of these things um, and it's got to be inspirational to the community and it's got to give people something to rally around and it's got to inspire people to get back in the gym and say hey you know what i could i could take my own fitness a little bit further and i could be a little bit more uh and i really screwed this up i really thought it was at 58 30 sorry jr it was this is awesome yeah. Started it late. It, I feel it's really important <clears throat> on a personal level to reflect all of that because that's what I believe the games to be. It's this big festival from this niche community that believes in this thing enough um, to be interested in all aspects of it. And uh, it, yeah, it's I, again, I'm rambling. I don't know how articulate I'm being, but it is important to me to carry that torch. You're not um, rambling. Okay, uh, something's not right here. Oh, I see what's going on. Did it start too late? Or no, this guys- isn't the right. Something's wrong. See how it ends at 103.55? That's not the one I was watching. Is, is some, Something's not right. Because it didn't. It also didn't play the clip at, at um, 1 minute and 10 seconds that JR was talking about. Right, JR? Something's wrong with this clip. Yeah, because there was no 110. That's interesting. This is not the YouTube video that I just watched Stand while by. I was working out. It- is there another? No one is off the page you watched it. On Spotify, I think, is what we pulled the, the timestamps from, and that one goes to 107.08. Yeah. Yeah, we did. So he, there's probably some ads or something in there. Either ads or did he cut out the part where he 
didn't he have to check on his kids or something during this? Yeah. I think oh. So. so maybe the first time it went up versus. Oh. Because this is it. I mean. Yeah, but you know something we can talk about while we while we try to figure out the links yeah, and everything. That quote there may be more valuable than anything because mm-hmm. it gives everyone reassurance that this guy gets it. He gets yeah. it. He knows that he needs to stay true to the methodology. He needs to stay true to the history. And he needs to make sure that it's inspirational for people to take into their gyms and be inspired by for the next year. And I think that's really, really important. All those things. He also mentions at the start of the podcast, Peter asked him about kind of some nervousness or maybe nervousness for lack of a better term um, about carrying the torch or taking the torch from Dave. Um, and he shows a lot of confidence in a way that I appreciated at the start of the show because he, he says, you know, you look back at my track record, every way that I've been involved with the company of CrossFit, and I don't think there's anyone better suited to pick up after Dave. And I would agree with that wholeheartedly. Yeah, um, 100%. The, the, li- the little interaction that I've had with him, um, man, he's a, he's a great guy, one, but the resume is quite extensive. It is. Uh, he, he, in, uh, in, in the beginning, the first 40 minutes, man, that's really weird. I'm looking at my version too. It's so weird that it's different. Um, he does, uh, he, with, with a, a lot of humility, he addresses every single, um, <laughs> he, he, uh, he addresses every single criticism. I mean, Peter does not let him off the hook. If you want to hear all the criticisms, like just one by one. And it's at some point, Adrian says, Hey, this is the first time I've, uh, addressed these things publicly. I mean, you could see Adrian's, he's not caught off guard, but, um, his honesty is, uh, next and, level. And mm-hmm. in the podcast with chase too, I think they were talking about the burpee standards in the open and, and Boz made a comment a lot, like, you know, he de- he described his the burpee standards one way, and Chase goes, "You mean multiple, <laughs> like like multiple yeah. standards?" And and Boz goes, "All right, fair enough." Um, so he he is acknowledging some of the stuff, but uh, he's he also says this line in the podcast: "If you're afraid of controversy, then uh, CrossFit is not not the place for you to work." <laughs> yeah. And and you have to remember that this co- this company was born on controversy about a low carbohydrate diet and squatting below parallel. And I know a lot of you weren't around in 2006, 2007, but it was crazy. There were actually death threats uh, towards Greg for for the for that kind of shit. Um, uh, w- quick question for you, by the way. I had in my notes here. Do we have any? Are they doing COVID testing this year? Are they doing any of that dumb shit? The judges and the volunteers are not. I know that, so I would assume the athletes are not. Okay, good. So we don't have to worry about people running in their own lane or any of that stuff. Hope not. Mm, no. Every time, every time I hear, oh, this person has COVID, I'm like, what? who the fuck is getting tested anymore? <laughs> I'll still be wearing my mask. So. Good. Well, that's because it's a, that's because we're selling masks. Hey, you know, Joe Rogan was selling R- Rogan masks on his, in his merch store. I think I did. I defend him on this and he would like still push back. And I was like, maybe he just licenses that name to a certain company and they just turned it into a commodity. And you were like, no, he's still in charge of what his name gets put on. So if he you didn't even in- know that he was selling it. If you went into a sex shop and there was the um, Sevon dildo and you were like, dude, what are you doing? And it said for men's only on it. It'd be like, fuck, what do I know? It's fine. I licensed that shit out. What do I know? They get the Sevon's vagina too. (laughs) The Sevon's butt pussy. I just, I just can't, I just, but for a price, I would for a price, not, I would do that cheaper than I would do make the behind the scenes. Just, I'm just cutting deals behind your back. Yes. Um, when you guys laid this out, 
these events, how do you guys want to, how do you guys want to address this? Do you want to go through each, each day and talk about what you guys think might happen on those days? No, because I think that's, that's entirely speculation. I think we need that's, to use okay. some of, I need, I think we need to use some more of what we were given. So if we can, if we can listen to those three clips, first one being at 1940 from the podcast he did with Chase and that's on the podcast app, not on YouTube. That's, that's what I base it off of. On, on Spotify. No, uh, this is from the podcast Apple, app. Yeah, yeah. Apple, Apple podcast. Yep. Oh, the because I think because I think there's there are things here we can take and really run with as we start to think about what could possibly come out. Hey, does that make does that make Jr. seem seem older than me? That I'm like on Spotify is like no, the podcast app. That makes him older than me, right, Taylor? Like less technologically savvy. How old are you? I'm fifty. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> I guess not. You're standing by your boy Joe. That's not fair. You guys train together. <laughs> um, are there any clues while 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 Sousa finds this? Are there any clues about the equipment that might be coming out from Rogue this year that no one's ever seen before? Besides I... the fact that it is coming, because he did mention that in one of the podcasts, and then he said the Masters athletes would also get to handle it, right? Correct. He didn't say it was coming from Rogue. I do. I do okay. not believe. Good point. Good point. Um. Aside from that, the the hints are not. It's speculation what the equipment's going to be. I have I have some guesses, and we'll see. Let's hear them. Okay. I think I think the main guess that I have is you know I was listening to one of the very not random podcasts and he was talking about his sport background, uh, and he mentioned he mentioned rock climbing, um, and we see the O course. And he also talks about things that he's wanted to do for a few years, but they haven't had a chance to do. And I feel strongly that there's a potential for uh, a rock climbing course to be involved in the obstacle course, like a wall, uh, the same course wall set up for everyone. Like they would at a speed climbing event in the world of, of climbing or professional climbing where they have uh, an artificial wall set up with handholds. That's the same exact course in each lane. I, I don't. I think. I don't think so, dude. Maybe not. Here, here, here's why. Just for a safety, a safety aspect. It's both. It's the same safety as climbing up a fucking cargo net. I know. I, I would be surprised if we ever saw that again. I wouldn't. No. You don't what think do you we'll see swimming again because athletes swallow the water and shit themselves? Ah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> I, I I hear you, and it's a it's a great comeback. I just think oh, Versa Climber, yeah, okay, I could see that Madison Perkins, I could see mm-hmm. Versa Climber. Have, we've never seen the Versa Climber at the CrossFit Games, right? No, nope. no, no, and I would argue that it's no it's no more boring to watch than any of the other monostructural <laughs> machines. I don't see that coming. I I I I see your argument, but I don't think they're going to Versa Climber. Uh, but but you but but you do think that they would do? I mean, the wall would have to be high. Well, look at the just look at the visual of it. Would you rather watch people fake climb, or you have the ability to construct? Oh, the wall dude, I'm all for letting them. I would build a fucking. I would have a 50 foot rope that you had to swing over to a wall, over an alligator pit, down a wall, 50 foot wall. But I'm just saying they don't even do Fran at the L ones anymore. I know. <laughs> I know for a fact that an artificial rock climbing wall is in the forefront of the minds of some of the people that have been programming and around the programming of the games for a very long time, and so I. I just i I think it's I think we'll see it in the O course. Interesting. Yeah. yeah, since we're on this topic right now, before we get those <laughs> quotes pulled up, I think there's a higher likelihood of seeing a pegboard without 
plexi for your feet to climb legless before we see climbing on like like little pieces of rock climbing wall. Hey, didn't they have that at the 2020 games? What wasn't the pegboard just holes in a in a in a pole? No. No, it was plexi. There's it's only been plexi. Oh, so oh, I think you're right. I think you're right. I think I saw prototypes. God, I'm going to burn in hell for this. I think I saw <laughs> prototypes of logs with holes drilled into them that were one-time use only. Meaning by one time, I mean like one season, because basically they they would the holes because they're just all made of wood. Basically, imagine a log with holes in it, and you just climb it with pegs. I think I saw that. You're not allowed to use your feet because you could still use your feet on a log. You would just grip it on the side. Right. It would be different. Or they, right. Or they, right. Make the, they make a standard. I, can't, I, I, was, I was almost thought for sure they were going to use that. I wonder what happened. And where did you see that? Interesting. I'm pretty sure I saw that at the ranch. Did you not right, sign so along those same lines? <laughs> I don't remember. They can have whatever. They can come after me now. Oh, look, it's 420. Perfect. <laughs> yeah, so along those same lines, since we're talking yeah. about upper body pulling, yeah. you asked what have we been given other than – a lot of podcasts, some teasers in that way. We can talk about maybe an Instagram post he made on his story within the last six months. Mm. But we also need to always look at main site. And now I probably got to take into this. But I looked at main site every single day since to just see if it was coming up a little bit more often than others or a little bit more often than it normally does. And I saw a few things that jumped out at me. One of them was that leg lo- legless rope climbs from a seated position was programmed twice. One time it was to 15 feet. One time it was to 10 feet mm-hmm. and saying that you needed to maintain an L mm-hmm. position, but they, you know, they do stuff like that. Also strict pull-ups were programmed 10 times and weighted strict pull-ups were programmed six of those 10 times and a six times weighted strict pull-up to come up in seven months of programming is something I think you need to pay attention to. It makes me think that when Boz talks about some of the CrossFit nerds out there that know their history, being excited that they're going to almost get uh, some nostalgia. Remember when they still the skill at that time when we match a weight slow, softball toss, an L-sit hold, a handstand walk for max distance, and a farmer's carry for max distance. Skills one, skills two. Right. I don't think that stuff is super relevant, but I do think that a weighted strict pull up and something on the parallettes, whether it be an L-sit or what I think is definitely coming is that L-sit press to handstand or or for reps. So you start in an L-sit, you press into a handstand, the judge gives you a good call, you lower into an L-sit, you show control, that's one rep. I think that Boz is really going to push the envelope of strength but in the domain that most CrossFitters are way behind the best in the world, and that's gymnastics before any other type of external load. It's it's so interesting to to talk about that because you look at weightlifting and then you look at endurance sports and how narrow the gap is between the best in CrossFit and the best in those sports. And then you look at gymnastics and Olympic gymnasts and the best in CrossFit, and the gap is fucking huge. Massive. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we got to play that quote at 24. Wow. We got to play that um, – you know, play he that talks about that. Do you want me to start at 2040 on Chase's podcast? Yeah, we can play that one first since we're talking about the domains. That's really insightful. But to be fair, when it's, you're talking about all these, this strict pulling is these exercises and modalities of training are what rock climbers and gymnasts use to train. So I don't and, think uh, it's, 
and a little insight. I, I'm pretty sure when I met Adrian in 2006 or 2007, he either was currently enrolled or had been enrolled in, or, or maybe he was even an instructor, but, but he did some sort of circus training. He was in a school for circus acrobatics. And uh, it, it, all, all of this is like tying in nicely with it. I want to bring up a comment real quick and, and, and argue this point. This person, Madison Perkins, says that's super high skill with the Presta Hansen. And I would argue that rather than a skill, it's a strength. It's a strength it's a component strength in movement. body control. Um, so skill maybe. But oh, like I don't know, it. Taylor. You can use that argument everywhere then, can't it's, you? Yeah, but it's like calling snatch a skill. Yes, it's a high-skilled weightlifting movement, but you have to be strong to snatch well. And you have to be very strong to press the handstand just in different parts of your body. That's why right, that beat me by 43 reps. Okay, 44 reps. Who's counting? <laughs> With what their heroes are doing in the sport. Yeah, I think there are domains that we can look at as CrossFitters and say, hey, the margin between the best in the world in this domain and us as generalists is much closer than in others. And that should give you a clue as to where maybe you need to be expanding. Wow. Wow. Uh, that's episode 57. Whoops. <laughs> I should have started with this. We got to give credit to those guys. That's episode 57 of last chance workout preview with Adrian Bosman. That's the CrossFit games podcast that was published on it was late june i believe late june because it was before the last chance workouts actually came out and they released it they released it after the fact yeah wow hey i how so let me ask you guys this taylor how planned out was that statement I I I I I think it was very intentional. I think I think a lot of what Boz does is really intentional. And he and he describes the intentionality, at least with how he approaches programming in that same podcast. He talks about how intentional he is with time domains and time caps. And I loved when he talked about that, especially with regards to the row handstand walk workout. Um, making the workout intense with the time cap. And so when he describes and he uses words like intentionality and when he describes, you know, kind of his thought process and something like that, I think it's pretty obvious that he's calculated. And Not, you know that a, a press to hand, what about a press to hand from the floor? Yeah. He would, I mean, they would that would be a serious, a that's a serious ode to Greg Glassman, by the way, that was yeah. his thing. I mean, he yeah, was always saying the press yep. to handstand and it, it would and embarrass that- a lot of athletes. Yes, and I think we need to play that quote at 1940 um, to go along with this. But what you have to think about. Crazy nod to Greg. Yeah, and I think just to press the handstand in general, because if you pull up the handstand article that he wrote in 2006, he goes on and on and on about being upside down and being on your hands, especially when you're doing a press the handstand, is a limitation by strength alone. It is a strength movement, and those who are lacking strength are not going to be able to do it. The only thing I would say about pushing from the floor is it's hard to tell if people are pushing through their feet or if they're just going from almost a dead stop position. If you start in an L-sit, there is no faking that. You just have to get to, to an inversion. Boz had a video of him doing an L-sit press to handstand randomly on his Instagram story, if I'm not mistaken, within the last six months, and he rarely posts any training videos. He also Man. talks about the podcast that you did with him in 2018. 
he says that Dave would have him do that at the seminars to show him almost as like a, like a, like a parlor trick, but to demonstrate how the domain and strength can be expressed in different ways. And, the, and, so, and they could, they could introduce it as a 50 point workout just to, as, as warning shots for 2023. I mean, I, I don't think they're going to do it as in terms of a make or a break. Justin Medeiros can't do one. And so he's not the CrossFit games champion. Yeah, I think it would make probably more sense if they said Max Unbroken, else it pressed a handstand as like a scored event or else it pressed a handstand and hold for max time. We've seen them do an else it hold for max time. So that would just be like a progression 11 years later. Wow. A lot of these people in the comments are, <laughs> it would embarrass a lot of athletes, press the handstand from the floor and from the parallettes. And what does he say, Taylor? What does he say on that podcast? He says egos are going to be bruised. Yep. And that, and when you hear Adrian something says like that, that, he yep. says that. And when you, and, and when you, when you and you're nervous as an athlete, when he and when you some shit like that, and when you hear stuff like that and you hear him say things like, I know where the CrossFit athlete is strong. And I also know where they're less diligent. Hmm. You have to think that screams gymnastics. We are farthest behind. We do things yeah. that five and six year olds do in gymnastics, but yet rowing times and weightlifting loads are close to what the best in the world do. I think yeah. he doesn't, I don't, I, I think he says, I know where the CrossFit athletes are strong and I know where they're not so strong. Yeah. Um, My five-year-olds and seven-year-old can sit on the ground in the straddle, put their hands between their legs and push to a handstand. It's not pretty, but they can do it. Well, yeah, can I we think, play that? It's at 1940. I think yeah. it's at 1940. Yeah. yeah. Wow, this is good. This show's already way better than I thought it was. <laughs> Holy shit. These timestamps have me sweating, though. You get like the 15 or the 30 back, and it's a little tough. So we're starting at five seconds out. Here we go. In one individual. Um, I mean, out of fairness, if nothing right. else. Yeah. But I'll tell you that, I mean, sneak peek at the games. Like, am I aware of where the CrossFit Games athlete is strong uh. and maybe less uh, diligent? today yes mm. and is that going to be something that athletes are going to have to contend with when they get to that stage of competition absolutely and <laughs> are there going to be some some athletes that uh, maybe have a little bit of a bruise to the old ego because of that at some points yes and that's <laughs> part of the games holy shit that's so awesome. think if listen if you don't think he's talking about catching people with their pants down on <laughs> that kind of stuff you're not paying attention Hey, is that on YouTube also, that podcast? I, I couldn't find it on YouTube. It might I don't be. think it is. Uh, what episode was that? I, I'm, I'm curious how many people are watching this. It's crazy that there's these uh, episode 57. Episode yeah, 57. episode 57. And I think Man. it's the perfect place for programming to go to, to, to just put that out there. I mean, it's just a it's for testing as well. We just haven't tested – gymnastic strength to the degree that we've tested barbell strength and, and weightlifting strength. Yeah. It doesn't look like it's on YouTube. I, I, I think, um, uh, JR and Taylor also sent over a link of Adrian doing the press to handstand on YouTube. Can we see that? Yeah. And that's from like 2000. That's from 2016. Nuts, 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 nuts. But, uh, but I mean, there are videos of, of, of Camille in 2014 doing like scaling options of how you achieve a press to handstand in 2014. There's videos of Sean Lynn and Dave Durante doing them at HQ 
teaching people how to do those years ago, like 2014, 2013. Greg did bring some uh, Olympic gold medalist, at least one Olympic gold medalist to the gym, and we filmed a ton of stuff with him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he does a straddle. You know, he does a straddle, which you don't have to do. You could just you could just use a kip and get up really ugly. But hey, I want to. This is totally off subject. Here, real quick. Also, in that in that in the in the podcast with Peter, he said something about um, people not missing a front man, or he doesn't necessarily think of himself as a front man, or he's not going to be the front man. I think the sport needs a front man. I prefer a front man. I also come, my favorite sport is the UFC. I like Joe Rogan. I like, I like the fact that there's, even if I don't like the people in the front, I like having people in the front. I like having Dana White there. I like having this regular cast of characters. It's kind of like, um, I saw a clip yesterday of that show, one of those talent shows. And, uh, and, and they have a guy backstage who like brings the people out. Um, he's this really buff black dude. He does the um, uh, deodorant commercials. I can't remember his name. Terry Crews. Yes. Yes. Like, My yeah, it boy. needs that, that. That's the best part of the show. When you see him, that's like the best part of the clip besides the talent. And so, and I think Adrian would make an amazing front man. And I think he represents the, uh, the brand. Well, yeah. So while we're on this topic, I think it's a good time to bring up, JR, hold on one second, buddy. You're you're uh you're breaking up bad. Hunter, he wants you to bring up a hundred hundred uh hundred words of fitness. Yep. Um in the the episode fifty seven actually is on YouTube. It's like hidden under this CrossFit podcast handle. Kind of weird, but it is on YouTube. Okay. Yeah, I couldn't I couldn't find it. Okay, go ahead. What were you gonna say, uh JR? Bring up world class fitness in a hundred words. That picture, we need to read that again. And this is one of the most old school things you can possibly read. And if you skip the first paragraph, although I'd agree it's the most important part of the methodology, we start working our way through that paragraph. Everyone already does this they deadlift, they clean, they squat, they press, they clean and jerk, they snack. Similarly, similarly. So, not less than, not less often, similarly, master the basics of gymnastics. Pull-ups, dips, rope climbs, push-ups, sit-ups, stop. So up to that point, we've been doing that for years. What have we not done yet in a competition or what are we not mastering? Presses to handstands, pirouettes, flips, splits, and holds. Now, I would argue that I know years ago there was videos of um, Rich and Dan being taught how to do backflips and people wondering if it would ever come out. I would say that splits and flips Although great to train to make you more well-rounded and to get one of the 10 general skills to get those all up to par, probably not going to be something that's testable. However, doing presses to handstand and doing pirouettes on your hands, we saw a, a semifinal do that this year. They had a short handstand walk, but they had to pirouette around a pylon and it had to be unbroken. So this kind of stuff could absolutely be pushed. And and there's also there's another Glassman quote that kind of ties into transitioning some of this programming into a domain where athletes have high deficiencies. And it's, quote, there is more benefit to your fitness, more likelihood of you surviving game mission life if you go headlong into the pursuit of your deficiencies than there is spending additional time on your strengths. And so I think just it's riddled all over the, the old literature. I'm looking to see I'm I'm at this CrossFit Gains podcast uh, playlist. I'm just curious. 
I see CrossFit Mayhem. I see uh, the programming the CrossFit. Oh, okay, it's eight hours ago. Has forty views. Forty views, and this is the guy who programmed the games, and people act like they care what's going on. It's nuts. That's crazy. Hey, wow. Uh, these athletes need some better coaches because forty views ain't enough. Maybe it's right. uh, forty because it's actually all one side of the leaderboard. Okay, let, let me let me do, let me let me let me ask you guys before I make some. I'm I'm, I'm being pr- pretty presumptuous. It's and, Chase uh, watching it every time. And Eric and right, yeah, it was Chase reviewing it 38 times, uh, and then and then Jr. and Taylor watching it. Um, is that important that everyone watch that? How would you on on the importance of uh, one to ten? If you're a CrossFit Games athlete, how important is is it? that you hear Adrian Bosman, a friend of mine, and I've told, said this on the podcast a fucking hundred times. My friend, Travis Bajan, who's a professional arm wrestler and whose son is the best division two quarterback who's ever lived. And he has currently has a son in high school who's the best high school quarterback who ever lived. He said, when you arm wrestle, there's two people you have to beat. And in sports, there's always one extra person you have to beat. It's the person across the table from you and the referee. Okay. You have to be both of them. So I, this, I, I would think that this is the most, just as important as training to see this. That's my, that's my thoughts. Taylor. It's, you look at all the best in every sport and they watch tape. They watch so much tape. They review their opponent. Um, the best. I mean, they, and they talk about doing that almost more than training. It's just obsessing over technique, film, tape, studying plays, routes, all those things. And, that- and this is the equivalent for CrossFit is you have to know who is writing the test you have to know the history of the test. And if you don't know the history of tests and, and the background of the people writing the tests, and if you aren't planning to fight your rep or your judge as, as much as you are the guy next to you in the lane next to you, then you're fucking stupid. You're not doing your due diligence. Uh, it, 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 I guess you could say another thousand people, 10,000. I don't know. Maybe, maybe a shitload of people watch it on Spotify or iTunes. I would fucking watch the video if I was an athlete so I could see the nuances and twitches in uh, Adrian's face, what, 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 what he might be giving up. JR, your thoughts on this? Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't think it's the athlete's responsibility, but absolutely the athlete's camp. I mean, there should be coaches that are listening to stuff like this. I mean, he he talks about all of those last chance qualifier workouts and why he programmed them the way that he did. You need to know things like that. You need to know when Boz says things like, the reason why I programmed this workout is two minutes on and then a rest in two minutes on is you cannot pace. Anyone could pace mm-hmm. the thrusters and yep. get a great score. This is a workout where I'm not giving you that option. He says the exact same thing on the 2K row into the handstand wall. Anyone can pace the 2K and walk on their hands for five minutes. I don't want to give anyone that option. I want you to have to row uncomfortably. So if that's any indication with what might be coming, I think you can expect at least a few tests. And Dave would always do this where the paces go. There, there is no pace. And if you try to let up a little bit, you're going you're gonna to lose. I think the I think one of the hardest workouts I've ever done was driven by the time cap, and it was a workout from Jr.'s first Crucible in 2020. And I think only two people beat the time cap. Uh, I we have it's it's the entire video on the um on YouTube. It's a video. Yeah, it's the entire video. Interesting. It look, but but in your defense, Bo, it does look like it's going to start off, and it's just going to be audio. But I scrolled up a little bit, and it's not. It, it's mm-hmm. And I, and I don't think a lot of coaches or a lot of camps are 
I mean, I mean, who's to know, I guess, truly, but it, it doesn't seem like they are doing their due diligence on the history of this stuff. And that's why I love Scott's approach so much. He talks about following.com. Who? Who? Scott Panchik. Oh. I mean, he's a huge proponent of that and, and keeping an eye on .com and staying true to the methodology and the roots because that's where the test comes from. And I think a lot of these camps and a lot of these programs try to get too cute and try to do too much of their own stuff and try to reinvent the wheel and they get lost. Um, they get too far away from the methodology. Mm-hmm. I, you brought up something very good. And it was funny. I was going to push back on something JR said earlier. I made a note, but I, I don't think I need to push back on it because you, you stitched our two thoughts together. First, I want to, I'm not sure what Will is saying, but um, he, Will Brandstead are saying they have never posted about that YouTube channel. They only post links to the audio version. Yeah. It's interesting. Well, this is hard to find. It is. You got to really, really, really. It's almost like they don't want you to see it. It's <laughs> I will comment. I'm mad at Will. Take his shit down. Okay, fine. Will's gone. Uh, um, <laughs> So what, 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 um, when, when JR was talking about the connection between the CrossFit games and main site, I thought he was saying that maybe that there was, um, some sort of main brain that, or, or that the two talk that, that the guy who does the programming on main site actually does talk to Adrian. And in all my years there, the communication between the fucking guy who's a fuck, who's fucking brilliant. The guy who does the programming for the main site is on a whole nother level. He's one of the longest employees in the history of crossfit and and uh, if you ask him if he does the program for main site he will he'll even deny it to me but i know he does it but because he used to work for me but he's like no because it was it, he believes in the secrecy of it it's just pukey who does it and he's been around forever he knows the crossfit journal better than just about anyone besides mike workington blah 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 and he is very he is part of that um click that unspoken kind of illuminati that's in the background at crossfit that adrian is in like he has Adrian's number. They could text. They could talk. They're very close, but yet probably not close at all. But they, but they know, they both know. And I think Taylor tied that up because what he said is they're true to the methodology. Those are two old school cats. Adrian Bosman is old school is all get out. And so is this guy who does the programming for the main site. But in all the years I was there, I you know, there would be very few times that I remember that Dave would be like, okay, it's two weeks before the games program this games workout and then people will look back and like oh my god that's a games workout like i can remember that being talked about but i don't ever remember it actually happening well they did that well well, they did that the day before first cut okay they did okay something like but yeah that's but yeah that's one day before so i guess but i but But, i also but i also don't remember dave saying hey there's going to be an l sit in the games this year there was never anything that overt but the methodology is so I don't want to say uh, poignant that two people who really grasp it would end up at the same place. Yeah, well, that's what I was going to say. It's just the same elements, right? So it's just yep. even though it's coming up on main site, you have a year's worth. And then if you're going to try to pack that into 13 or 15 events and you want it to stem from the same tree, that same trunk, it's going to have a likeness. So if you're paying attention to that, that programming is almost more so just reminding you to stay true to the methodology more so than it is 100% foreshadowing exact events. But there was the 60 clean and jerks for time that popped up slightly before the games. And then they have the surprise event with double grace. Yeah, and there's been other stuff too. The Max L set for sure you can find on main site prior to that event being tested in the games. I think Greg may may have demanded that that year. Well, I think that... I th- and the softball throw. I think there's a couple years. It was the softball throw was demanded, and that was ugly. And I don't, I'm not sure I love that. But <laughs> yeah, well, you uh, know, this is like a great time to talk about this. It's a little tangent, but you know, you have weightlifting and throwing, 
in the same block of the pyramid, right? And they tried that a couple of years. They did the GHD toss and they did the softball throw. We talk about Rogue and what they have access to. Well, what did they do at the Rogue Invitational in between some of the CrossFit events? They did the strongman events. Rogue makes a bag that's like a Highlands game strongman type thing where it's got a handle and you can load it to whatever you want and they throw it for height. So they throw it up and over something. You could easily do that in a rounds for time workout. And if you're not strong enough or don't have the quarter extremity power to get that apparatus up and over something, then you just can't do it. And did something. And that would be a, that would just be a way to get throwing back in the mix as something that's almost as much quarter extremity as you can possibly get. Mm-hmm. They they did something very similar to that, just without the target at Strength and Depth 2019, where they made the sandbag clean or over the shoulder a throw. Um, and I liked that. And that was actually something I had an idea. Sevon mentioned, you know, programming for an MMA fighter. And I thought of the sandbag clean or over the shoulder as probably one of the best movements you could possibly train. Um, and, and that that just popped into my mind. Um, that I have my kids do that. I have my kids start with a three pound uh, D ball and work up to a 14 pound D ball. You gotta start making yep. them throw each other. Yeah, well, they do that too. Yeah. <laughs> but, but 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 do you do that in your gym, uh, Jr? Do, do you train your athletes to hold the ball and throw it over their head, open their hip, throw it over their head? Uh, no, we don't do that too often. I know a lot of people will do like med ball throws as like warm ups yeah. over the head, but it's the same idea. You know, it's just like doing a kettlebell swing. Essentially, it's just very similar movement. Um, and half your ding dongs in a gym, I guess, would like you're supposed to throw it back, but they throw it like sideways and feel, fucking they, kill grandma. Yeah, they bust the light. I'll tell you that. <laughs> hey, I didn't. This is a this is a huge this is a huge uh, sidestep. Uh, Beyond the whiteboard posted the other day. Would you rather program in a? Would you rather work out in a, a fully loaded home gym or in an affiliate? And and I didn't like that question. Yeah, fuck that question. Yeah, I didn't like that question at all. It, it, it they're they're not comparable. They're, they're, I really, really did not like that question, and I think it's divisive. People always talk about Andrew Hiller being divisive. I, I don't think – I think that is kind of the worst kind of divisiveness. Anyway, I, I, I digress. That thing that Adrian said about the gap between professional gymnasts hmm. and gymnasts or, or, and CrossFitters versus professional weightlifters and CrossFitters, professional track and field athletes and CrossFit, mm-hmm. whatever, the, the domains, uh, that was that's very Glassman-esque. Very profound, right? He says, yeah, he says, yeah. I hope I'm not going to, I hope that's not yeah. sacrilege. I said that, but that is very, very Glassman esque. He, he also, in those podcasts and, and in the very not random podcasts, especially, he uses the words economy and utility so much. Um, and so, you know, a couple things. He loves doing a lot with a little, which with strict gymnastics, you do. And he loves movements that can be applied to a lot of things, utility. Um, and those are Glassman words from the old days. That means, yep. hey, hey I wouldn't be surprised if Adrian's been brushing up on his uh, just watching just shitloads of Glassman videos. Hey, hey, uh, Susan, will you pull up twenty three twenty five on that podcast? That's the last, the last uh, timestamp twenty three twenty five. Um, because you know he also understands, and he said this on a couple platforms. Dave has talked about it before, where you don't make, need to make the test so crazy. And so, um, so sexy that you think it's going to give everyone a show. The athletes will make it a show by their performance. Their compelling and, performance. And, and and so he uses a mile run for example. He says the mile run on paper is the most boring thing in the world, but when you watch people race the last two hundred meters, it's the most exciting mm. thing to watch. Yep. 
But on the other end of that, I, I'm a staunch believer that there are certain tests that don't have to have a lot of fanfare around them. And they're always going to be spectacular because the athlete's performances in them is going to be so compelling. Mm-hmm. And, you know, like a mile race is, is one of those things. The mile race is not compelling because you're concerned as to whether or not the athletes can finish the event. Mm-hmm. There's no question that they're all going to make the distance. <laughs> that's that's a no-brainer. But who can do it in a in an absolutely inhuman time? Mm-hmm. That's what's compelling about it. And so I think when people look at certain things on paper, sometimes you have to reserve judgment because yeah, maybe it isn't the thing that blows your your doors off in the way that it's presented on paper. But when you see the athletes throw themselves at it, the performance is the real story. And I think, and I think that might, and I think that might be the one that everyone does that kind of workout where they, the mile, the mile. I don't think uh, it's no, 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 just, no, just a workout like that. You know, Let me maybe, ask you this. If they did do a mile run, sorry, JR, I know you're on a roll. If they did do the mile run, would we see Masters athletes get injured, like hammies getting pulled? <laughs> no, no, not a mile. It's too long not of a, a distance. Oh, okay. 100 meter probably. Okay. I I think – Sorry, JR, c- c- continue. So those are the types of workouts. That's what we might see in the one in the one that's for everyone. Yeah. Give I mean, me, I, give me I, something. Give me something, guys. What do you guys think? Give me something on this. This one's so yummy. And initially, I thought it was obstacle course um, that everyone does, but the more I think about it, the less I think that is the likely culprit. Why? Um, why? It, it's, it's, it, you're talking about because either the 14-year-olds or the 65-year-olds, no, right? I mean, those no, are the be- people we're worried about, right? No, it's because of the clues he gives away to to Peter specifically. He talks about everyone being able to do the workout, and Peter Peter goes, oh, you mean like me at home? And he goes, well – well, yeah, that too. You could, you could, and Peter goes, I couldn't do it. And he's like, no, you probably could. And so I think that just that wording, um, verbiage coming from him, I, I don't think, I don't think it's the old course. I don't think it's push ups. I think CrossFit avoids push ups because of judging. Yeah. So we know that that course through Madison, yeah. where it says that there's going to be workout equipment of some kind, we know mm-hmm. that course is a mm-hmm. 5K. And you pull that, would, will you pull that map up? Good. And I would yeah. say, that's and I, I would say, say Boz, Boz, all the time on the Very Nut Random podcast, will talk about how, you know, how do you get your members to skip the 5K run day? Or how do you convince people that they need to do a 5K run? Or what's mm-hmm. the most skip What's the most skip day on main site is go run a 5K? Well, it's, this course is 5K. And yeah. just because it says that there's equipment there, it doesn't mean there's a rig yeah. and there's barbells and there's dumbbell thrusters. <clears throat> think, think more simply, is it a... It is, is it a, is it a 5k run 10k yep. bike for time right. road repeated. bike? Yeah. Is it, is it, um, you know, is it something like Jerry, a hero workout? That's one mile run, 2k row, one mile run. You know, is it something it don't think about it being super sexy on a workout like that? Mm-hmm. Um, uh, can you zoom in a little bit? JR, you pulled this map here. Uh, I think that was posted. Yeah. I saw, found it online. And yeah. what do the, the the green is the starting point and the red is the ending point? Or a turnaround point. Okay, good. And and what do these numbers signify? This one and this two. That's a great question. Is that where the equipment would be? That I would think be there's, my guess. I think there's only equipment staged at one spot, but I could be wrong. Someone in the comments will know. I, um, I, I know. I, yeah, like I know. Morning chalk up. Uh, put an article out about it where they may have answered some of that part. Um, this, this piece of land that they're running on that goes over the water, is that, 
a is that it for for vehicles or is that specifically for humans? Will they be shutting down the street? Do we know? Yeah, they are going to be sh- closing down a lot of the streets. Thank you, Heidi. Okay, very interesting here. And so, okay, so then speculate with me. Um, uh, wh- what do you, what do you think that they they have there? If there is equipment, it's a it's a five k something like um, uh, double unders, uh, clean and jerks, uh, light clean and jerks, something like that. I don't this think is- we see light. I don't think we see double unders or light clean and jerks. I think what. I think JR is probably closer. I think we see some sort of machine. Oh, but I, um, but again, I could be wrong. It could be, it could be. Yeah. Um, you know, or, 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 or it could be something even more simple. Run a 5k with a vest, dump without, it, run a 5k without the vest and 10k run. Carry a sandbag. Yeah. I mean, this one is <clears throat> one that's also, kind of staying true to tradition and the men it's, and women are going to i'm guessing the men and women will do everyone's going to do the same thing on this one maybe i mean maybe but, but, on this one. This, but this, i thought we were speculating is, that this might be the workout that everyone does could be or, or we're doing both okay okay yeah i i'd agree i agree that this is the workout everyone does so he Heidi lives talk- there in madison or she or at least she's familiar with it and she says it's a very busy bike and running trail that road okay all right that's good insight. Yeah. yeah. So also, I mean, this is this is so, maybe just happenstance, but you know, is the comes up on Maine a fair amount because that's going to come. But also, biking has been on Maine site three or four times this year. Mm-hmm. It'll say like bike three thousand meters and then yeah. do something else. Bike two thousand meters, do something else. Stationary bike. And back in the day, if you dig into Maine site in like two thousand four, five, and six, you would see workouts like. Bike, bike hard for five minutes, hold an L sit for as long as possible, do that for three rounds. So I think maybe the only time they've done that bike in a road course has been in the crit. And I think maybe bringing back a road course bike race would be good. This is kind of a short course for that. So you would think maybe they're going out and back for a 10K and then running a 5K to the finish. That would be really fun to watch, watch people run at the end. But who knows? He also talks about a workout that he thinks will be a great predictor, in his opinion, of the overall finish of the games. And that's what I'm really excited to talk about. Okay. Uh, do we have a clip of him saying that? It's from Peter's podcast. Uh, so tell me, if, if we don't have a time code on that, tell me exactly what's he say. What's he say? Set it up. He says that along with Chase, too, at the end. Oh, he said, okay. He's yeah. I mean, he says I'm really interested to see if you'll know which one it is. It is on the chase. It is on Chase's podcast. It's it's at the end with maybe three minutes to go. Uh, but go ahead and tell me. Can you yeah, explain he, it while Susan Su- looks for it? He talks about there being a workout that he's very excited to see, and he he mentions to Chase that he's excited to hear Chase's guess on which workout that will be once they've been released on a workout that is will cl- most closely predict uh, the podium or the best finishers at the games. Just that wow. workout alone, kind of what Scott was talking about with that event at the Mac and the last chance workout is the best finishers in those workout represent the best on the overall leaderboard. Uh, he talks about that and I'm. So he, t- he's basically letting chase know, Hey chase, I made this workout. I think it's going to be indicative of who the winner is of the CrossFit games. When you see the workouts, I want you to guess which one it is. Yeah. And did he give us any other clues what day it's on? No, no other clues. And the way the CrossFit Games work this year is a little different than how we formerly thought. We thought it was just going to be four days in a row, but it's not, right? It's Wednesday, rest Thursday, 
This is for the individuals. Then get back at it Friday, Saturday, Sunday. That's how it's been in the past. That's correct. Point. Yeah, I think yeah. it's the same yeah. for the teams. I think the yeah. age groups. I think the age groups go uh, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, so they get to finish out on the weekend in the Coliseum. Is what he said. And and by looking at the schedule, it does look like there are going to be three workouts on day one. Uh, two longer time domains with a shorter one in the middle, right? I mean, yeah, and if I had to, yeah, and if I had to guess, I mean, that one in the middle, it, it main site has posted 100-meter repeats and 200-meter swimming repeats in the last month. So that's a lot of swimming on main site in general, much less really, really like fast intervals. And they teased the video that's in a link to of the guy doing maybe the pool workout and testing it. So it could possibly be the swim workout that's this hour long, but – you would have to think that's like an all-out sprint, like a 100 for time. I, I would wonder, what do you guys think about like time chips for that? How are they going to judge that? For a for a swim sprint? Yeah, just like they do in the Olympics. Like, are they going to have the technology where when you touch, you you get accurate times? That could be that could be a mess. I, I would imagine, mm-hmm. but I also don't think they'll test swimming in that regard. I don't think they'll test a, a swim sprint. Potentially. Working on, a, on an actual bike? They're going to manufacture a bike? Wow. That's a great point. Have you heard that before? No, I have not. Interesting. Hmm. You know what I did see, hmm. by the way? I did see yesterday on a totally side note. I saw uh, uh, some people who used to work at Whoop uh, DM me and told me that they were laid off. And then so I Googled around. It looked like they were laid off 15% of their workforce. That's a fucking huge chunk of their workforce. Wow. Yeah, that means I have a friend. Good. There, are they friend. still a sponsor for the CrossFit Games or no? I don't believe so. Okay. Sorry, what I have, you a friend, you have a friend? Yeah, I have a friend that didn't get hired in a Whoop interview because she called the company Whoop. She was calling, she was calling it. <laughs> and the guy corrected her. I think they're just like, oh, this fucking girl doesn't even know what our company is. <laughs> they better get, they're about to be called Oops. They're going to have to change the name from Whoops to Oops. Whoopie to Oopie. Oopie. Uh, <laughs> do you guys use wearables do you guys use any wearables no no every time i buy an apple watch i wear it for like two weeks and i'm like why why but the apple watch is good what you do is you buy it and you leave it on your kitchen counter and then anytime you lose your phone you just go over to your watch and it's charging and swipe it up and then put hit find my phone and your phone rings you're like oh there's my phone (laughs) that's kind of cool there should be twenty dollars can, can there be a um? Can is there a, is there a way to just to say hey to yell in your house? Hey, where are you, phone? In your phone, you would think they'd have that. Where are you, phone? And then it's like I'm over here. <laughs> you know, fuck. It's always think, listening. It's always thing, listening. The thing keeps track of all the COVID deaths on the planet for you. The least it could do is tell you where it's at. All right. Uh do you have any reason to suspect that the final day will be anything besides um, uh, CrossFit workouts, the couplets and triplets that we're uh, used to? I think it'll stay true to, to history on that. Now, whether or not we'll see multiple scored events back-to-back, like one of Taylor's top tens with the, yeah. Eliz- with the Elizabeth and then the Isabel and the Fran, I think something like that would be really cool to bring back. Yeah. Um, he did mention that the teams are going to finish the competition because the window they had for the live broadcast was earlier in the day. 
So the individuals will actually finish the games before the teams. And he doesn't say anything about, you know, this being Rich's last year competing on a team, but it'll also be pretty cool to see the teams go at the end. Wait, has that, that's never happened before, right? Is that I don't what think you said? so. I don't no. think so. And, and why are they having the teams finish after the individuals? What was because, the explanation? Because the broadcast time that was given to them mm. was, was earlier in the day. So they had to make sure the individuals were front and center for that. Wow. And where will it be broadcast? Did he say? He didn't say on the podcast, but I would assume CBS. And and does that mean it won't be on YouTube? You'll have to switch. You'll switch from YouTube to CBS. Do they have exclusivity? Do we know? Good question. Hmm. No. I think many years they did. The, the networks did have exclusivity, but I don't think last year they did. That was where I first saw CrossFit was on CBS in 2016. That's what everyone in the comments is, are saying. That so, it's, that's CBS. I like where JR was going with that 2012 uh, final event style of having one event, two event, three event right after one another where we, I believe it was, like you said, Isabel or Elizabeth, Isabel, and then Fran. Um, it's also important to note that they cut the athletes to 30 on the final day. Um, and that could also be indicative of an event finish like that. And he talks about the nostalgia. Um it looks like there's room for multiple scored events. Um, so that's a, that's a good guess. Um, in the past when there had been cuts, big names had been cut and there were some, com- there were some concerns about that, right? Wasn't, wasn't Vellner cut in one of the first cuts one year or something? Yeah. Vellner yeah. got cut early on, um, on Saturday. Annie, I think, I think after the sprint, maybe after- Annie or maybe Sarah. I think Annie, it was Annie both of them. Both yeah, of them. Okay, there's no there's no issues with that this year, right? No, cutting not at ten people. Cut, cut, cutting ten people to, at the end of Saturday is fine, right? Like, yeah. hey, you're done. Uh, to a degree, Jr. makes a good point. Um, he loves to talk about punishing athletes for not having a skill or or having a large deficiency in some area. And when you have those extra ten people on the leaderboard, that could potentially spoil a good athlete's score. Um, because that's just that many more people to interfere with them having a big hole. I, I like that argument at the same time after, after three days of competition, I think, you know, Wednesday, Friday, Saturday, I think it's appropriate to cut them, to cut the, to cut the bottom 10. What about, what about even more? Yeah. Why not cut? Why not cut 20? I think for what JR argues potentially is they don't what? want, they don't want so few athletes that if you have a deficiency in some area, or some newly tested element that he talks about. He doesn't want them to not be punished for that. Yeah. So oftentimes too, on Sunday, you'll get some of the higher skill elements. Last year, we saw the freestanding handstand push up. Mm-hmm. in years yep. past the pegboard would come up on yep. Sundays. Yep. And typically those are movements that if someone has a hole and it's only the top 10, they're just like, okay, that's fine. Mm-hmm. I'll just take a 10th versus yeah. like, I'll take a 37th yeah. and then drop from the podium. Yeah, parallel handstand push-ups as well. Fibonacci final, pedal to the metal, stuff like that. Um, did Brian did Brian have something in his Instagram about this? Yeah, he had a he had a pretty cool article he put out where he put out how many people like in the bottom uh 20, right? Yeah, okay. Still had that. still had top 10 finishes and he kind of goes through them, which is pretty cool. He still says he's a proponent of at least cutting on Sunday, yeah. but sometimes you do have those outliers that are in the first couple heats. So he's saying that there's people who on Saturday when the day was over were in the bottom 10, 
But by Sunday, they were in the top. At the end of Sunday, they were in the top 10. No, he's saying that on the workouts for Sunday, they turned in top 10 performances, even though they were in the, even though they were in the bottom. Yeah. I could give a shit about that. Right. (laughs) Like, like all I really care about is, has anyone ever climbed from the bottom 10 into the top 10 from Saturday to Sunday? That's what I need to know. No. Yeah. Then fuck you. Then (laughs) Then I say, I say cut even more. I see your logic for why you don't want to cut them before Saturday in case they're a specialist, but I wasn't able to follow exactly what Taylor was saying about your logic. Like once it comes to Saturday, there's two things we know about Sunday. There's only going to be two or three workouts, right? Yep. Three, three or two, three, four, potentially multiple scores. Yeah. But, but they will be CrossFit workouts. There's never been a year where they're not right. There's nothing ever weird pops up there. Atlanta in 2020 but aside from that that and that was CrossFit but it was just a little it was a little out there which one was that what was uh, the one mile run with a vest one mile run 100 handstand push-ups 200 oh. pistol squats 300 pull-ups one mile run okay what was that called Atlanta damn uh I, 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 I wonder how this is going to rank in terms of t- toughness for for games it depends on how you define toughness a uh, beat up i don't think that's his goal and i don't think that's what he wants to go for and i like that i don't think he wants Me to neither. beat athletes up but at the same time you do have to test the psychological tolerance of the athletes but i think you will meaning yeah, yeah yeah maybe he just takes that on in a different form you know he's talked about knowing that athletes will be frustrated or embarrassed yes but he's yeah. not saying that the athletes will be beaten down yeah but you can also you know you think about testing an athlete's mental resilience you can do that in an event like atalanta but you can also do that in an event like twenty-one fifty-nine echo bike snatch does this mm-hmm. athlete have the balls to fuck this workout up uh is similar to the resilience necessary to push at a threshold for Murph. Um, so it's, again, I would look at the words economy and utility. Anything? I also like, go ahead. Good. I was going to say, I also want to go back to what talking about that workout. He thinks will be a predictor of. Yeah. I found that in the podcast overall. Pull that up, please. Oh, that's good. That was good. Taylor. That was good. Please, the, the please, yeah the please was nice that was solid dude good Jeez, job. who the fuck do i work for good job <laughs> that please would get you like hey, spoiler alert i i won't give away any details but i have a uh there's a, a test planned at the games this year that i think is describing exactly what you said like, if you are somebody who gets a really good score in this particular test i think it's going to be pretty indicative of the way everything shakes out and the so, seed is planted. I'll, I'll be which, curious when, when everything's revealed, if you can uh, pick that one out, I'll be, I'll be happy to pick your brain about that. All right. I, I'm curious. To see. I have a workout. Yeah. Overhead squats, double unders <laughs> and bar muscle ups. No. Yes. Yes. <laughs> I go ahead. Yeah. Tell me I yours. would look at, I would look at Boz's favorite one to 10 rep scheme, potentially, uh, I would look back at the new girls CrossFit released over the past couple of years. And I look at a workout like Lila, which is one of the new girl workouts. And it is. Yeah. I've never um, heard of that bitch. It's <laughs> a good workout. 10 is to it? one body weight training jerks and muscle ups. Mm. Say it again. 10 to one body weight cleaning jerks and muscle ups. Or is it one to 10 JR? 
Uh, it's 10 to 1. I think muscle-ups are first. Muscle-ups first. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like it. I like it. Yeah. Gosh. Yeah. And you look at a workout like that, and I can't think of anything aside from a trip at like first cut or something similar. A workout like Lila, 10 to 1, muscle-ups and bodyweight cleaning jerks. You have to be very, very fit and very good at CrossFit to do well in a workout like that. What would be the weight for men? They would probably standardize it the way they did regional Linda. So like maybe like an 195. average. Yeah, 195 or a 205 for men and, and a 145 or a one – probably a 145 or a 140 for females. Every year there's this um, – and, and I think that most of the pundits are wrong, but there's this, hey, it's not heavy enough for the women. When you, when you look at a workout like Lila, I don't think you that argument holds much water because the muscle-up is, is harder for women uh, relatively. Mm-hmm. So if yeah. you're going to keep the test 10 to 1 and they're doing 55 muscle-ups equivalent to the men, then that argument doesn't hold any water. And I think that event from 2020, the uh, 2007 reload, where they have the even lighter weight on the shoulder to overhead is also appropriate there as well because the women row the same distance. They do the same amount of bar muscle-ups. So you think it's going to be a couplet, this workout that Adrian's talking about? It'll be a couplet or a triplet. And I also think, and he mentions this in another in another podcast he does, He uh, someone describes him as a fitness minimalist. And he talks about how when he programs for his own training, he starts with a broad list of things that he would like to touch. And he talks about stripping it down to two or three key elements. And he emphasizes two or three key elements. Um, and to me, that screams simplicity and couplets and triplets yep yeah they are last chance yeah i mean look at the last chance qualifier right three couplets and a triplet essentially and they were and they were and they were so beautiful also because the couplets were so unique from one another um you had a 10 to 1 you had an amrap and then you had two back-to-back uh sprint amraps so to speak but they were just it wasn't like you're doing fran and then elizabeth those couplets are very similar just different (laughs) movements uh, these three couplets were so unique and creative, and I think we can expect something like that. Uh, did we touch on uh, – is, is there anything else we want to touch on in regards to uh, our thoughts about um, what's going to happen here? Any of the days specifically? We want to talk about the swimming. We want to talk about uh, running. We want to talk about what we think the longest time domain is going to be. We want to talk about whether we think there's going to be something. I mean I like this the, – the one thing that I think – we we really dug out and that I feel super duper confident about is the gymnastics thing. I mean, I think yeah, that's a, that's something, really something crazy, something crazy is coming. That is uh, I could see the whole games kind of being built around that piece. Yeah. And like I do that think being the piece, yeah, and I, I think it's going to happen in day one or two. I well, day two. I think what, what day do you think is going to happen? I think it's gonna happen on Friday. So he says like on Friday the podcast that Saturday night is going to be wild, that he's, Really, really looking forward to Saturday night, and that Saturday okay. Saturday night is also not the workout that he says he's wanted to do elements of for years, and now he mm-hmm. finally has got. So that may be one that later in the weekend or earlier in the weekend, the Saturday night one is going to be a show. And it was always about doing the really fun to watch workouts at night. I mean, as I recall, um, in, in the early years too, Adrian's not one who's afraid of odd objects either. Mm-mm. He's not, no, he's not, he, he's not a, a, you know, he's not a, he, as much as we might be saying he's old school and he does think a lot of things by tradition. He is not afraid of an odd object. He, uh, as a gymnast, he would, he would dabble in the strongman shit. No problem. 
I would cringe if they brought back ring handstand push-ups. Oh, yeah. yeah, I think that's, yeah, yeah, yeah oh, fucking yeah, I think, do that, Christine. Yeah, Take that are, shit home. Yeah, I yeah. think, like, that's right. <laughs> Unanimous. Main site, had, uh, main site had 30 strict for time and 30 rope climbs for time this year, along with the seated legless rope climbs in the L-sit position. I think we're way more likely to see him try to bring back strict muscle-ups before mm. ring handstand push-ups. Yeah, I would agree. Oh, man, can you imagine? That was a, that was a judging nightmare. Yeah. There's Gosh, just, but there's something like that every year. Right. Yeah, I, yeah, I think I think the likelihood of seeing something on the parallettes that's not an LSIT or a weighted strength test body weight based, like a strict pull up or a strict chin up where you have to use a supinated grip or whatever, is a little bit more likely. Yeah, and but you could also look at something as simply as adding a vest to a workout with a pegboard. I mean, how often do athletes do pegboards with the vest? How often do they do legless with the vest? Um, hey, will you do. type that in, Susa? Pe- uh, uh, pegboard vest, uh, weighted vest. I've never even seen anyone do that. Have you guys they seen might swim with a weighted vest. That was wow. That, that wasn't serious. Oh, <laughs> that was a joke. There's a video of my boss walking across the bottom of a pool in a weight vest and ankle weights. It's fucking crazy. Yeah, what ankle things- weights? Why the fuck was he wearing ankle weights? That's fucking he dangerous. Being, yeah, he was being an idiot and he almost drowned. It's a hilarious video. It's on YouTube. He, di- he did almost drown? Oh, yeah. They had to put like the, the fucking leaf scooper like in there for him to grab <laughs> to get up. Oh, shit. <laughs> yeah, there's so many things you could hold on to that are heavy. Why, why attach it to your fucking body? Fuck it. Uh, vested ring handstand pushups. Yeah, another no. one. Wow. Okay. Here There's we go. That, oh, I, and that was that's exactly yep. who I thought of when I thought of of a vested uh, pegboard. Yeah. There he goes back to the chalk bucket, Hebner. Hey, and you know what? This might be the solution. Also, oh, um, t- instead of trying to make a pegboard, um, so that you can't put your feet up on the side, just wear a weight vest. Just wear a weight vest. Although it's it's crazy on your core or the um, rock wall, God, you that would be so fucking cool. They're not they're not doing a rock wall, dude. That yeah, when, I think like the rock wall moves too far away from. Does it fitness elements? I think it does. They're it's, da- it's dangerous. People are going to do it fast. Make it on the last day. Then yeah, so I'm so comparable, that, comparable to running. I would argue yeah. so hard against. I that. mean, I just kind of bucket that with like jujitsu. Like people are like let's do grappling. It's like nah, that's what not. about a crit. What'd is that a, is that a dance? That's a, like a crit no, dance. It's, it's, the, it's the bike race. You look at how unique the bike or or the yeah, but that has an element of like biking in it. Well, what is, what have humans been required to do for thousands of years to survive? I mean, I could see it up over like a larger wall where they have to really like jump and then kind of muscle themselves up over it. But I would be surprised if they actually outfitted it with grips and had them, you know, climb over well, they a wall did, like that. They did a <laughs> rope wall where you grab the rope and you walk up with your feet military style in one of the other right. horses. But that's so right. similar. I mean, it's right, yeah. what about this? All right. So what about this? Look at what's been programmed so far, right? Everyone did the legless event from 2014, which was shuttle runs and legless rope climbs. What if he throws back the 2020 games with Dave when they did the bike repeater, which is the exact same workout on a bike. It's an out and back shuttle bike run, one legless rope climb. They could do that on the turf on the main field and have ropes hanging and still have heats of 10 going where they go to one end, go around like a dummy and then come back. 
as almost like a repeat workout. And it would still stick to that theme of that legless uh, with shuttle run type feel. Yeah. That would be dope. I, I, but I I like a lot of the suggestions in the, um, in the chat also a blinded, blinded, blindfolded, bolding, blindfolded blowjob. Leave it, leave it (laughs) all dick, dick butter. Old dick butter. Uh, uh, do you think it, there's only 11 time slots, but we think there's going to be more workouts. How many workouts are we guessing? I think potentially scores 12 or 14 scores. I would say th- if I had to guess, I would say 13. Why would he make less? Why wouldn't, if I was doing it, I would, what's the most they've ever done at the games? 15, 15. Yeah. But, but yeah, I don't know that that's necessary. I think 12 tests is enough. I think 11 potentially is enough if you have the right test, but I do, I do see there being a workout with two scores. Um, and, 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 and what's the fewest you could, you could imagine what's the fewest at any games ever. Uh, the, the initial games was like three events, right? 2007, the total, the hopper and something else. And then, and then in 2008, how many were there? Four, five, 2008 was five events and 2009 was seven. Man, the 2009 was gnarly. Okay. Yeah, what I'm hoping to see is, you know, last year kind of went away a little bit from the longer time domains. You had the super long hour plus time domain. And then other than that, I think maybe there was a low 20s or high teens and then everything else was really short, like like mostly 12 minutes or less. So I'm wondering if instead of just doing that one long event on Wednesday and then having everything else be, for the most part, 20 minutes or less, I wonder if we'll flip that a little bit. Like, look how long the day is on Saturday. They start at 8 a.m. and they end at 8.20. Mm-hmm. JR oh, has man. a javelin throw at his house. JR has a javelin throw. I'm sick at it. Do you really, JR? Yeah. Yeah, the, yeah, the guy that owned the house previously was really big in uh, uh, OCR, obstacle course racing. So he, uh-huh. he, he made one of the spear throws so that he could, like, run 800 meters on the trail and then come in and try the spear throw. You know who fucking wow. sucks at it? Jason. Yeah. And I was just going to say this. I would fucking kill it on naked and afraid because of that javelin throw. Uh, do you actually own javelins, JR? I mean, like, he, he, he just made spears. Yeah. They're like broomsticks with spikes on the end. He left them there for you. Yeah. yeah he left a lot here for me. Shout out to so Wayne. Tight. Like in a good way. Oh yeah. yeah. Dude, he's got uh, a race bar lawnmower. A what? That's awesome. It's a race car lawnmower. It's like fucking goes like 30 miles an hour. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> that sounds dangerous. I ride it around when I rest between workouts. Uh, that's a 12 and a half hour day. <laughs> and that's with individuals and teams, but that's still a long day. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. And I'm guessing they're going to finish with the teams that day, that Saturday. Oh, who knows? I, I, I guess they got the TV thing going. Who knows? Yeah, and they're like like that, like at dusk, you know, kind of event under the lights. And that's the one he's really excited about. He said Saturday is going to be is going to be awesome. He said it's going to be really exciting. Uh, any ideas on what the longest event might be? Running another marathon row on the rower? Anything? Any, any insights into what that might look like? Are we going? Do you think we're going to see something in the forty minutes this year? Are we going to see swimming? In, are we going to so see swimming a- in the lake? So we've got a we've got a five hour window as the first one on Wednesday, and then we've got a four and a half hour win, uh, window on Wednesday night and on Saturday morning. I I think we see something long, and I Jr. made a mention of looking at the background of 
Dave and some of the military themed programming in the past. And then we're looking at boss's background and looking at the gymnastics. And I don't think that we get away truly from some of the military themed programming. You know, we see the obstacle course coming back. I potentially think we see a hero this year because we didn't see, I don't, did we see one last year or the year prior? So we didn't see a hero last year and something that um, actually Chad brought to my attention. I was talking to Chad earlier today and he said Schroeder Schroeder yeah and he said you know damn you took this show serious digging into the fucking pulling out of his house yeah well I was curious in 2011 how they scored those skills tests because they were 100 points but they were broken into thirds they used to like 3.3 percent for people and that's how they did it but what was was everyone was kind of up in arms this year where the there was no repeat in the open right Mm -hmm. There was no repeat. And maybe Boz was saving that because he was going to do a repeat or a couple repeats at the games. I would love, I mean, I think we'll see, I don't think we'll see Murph brought back, but I, because there's been too many iterations of it, there's been two iterations of Murph and then Atalanta, which is a play on Murph, so to speak. But I do think we see a hero workout. Um, Hey, what do you think about that? Chad, in the years past, if there was a hero workout, if there was Murph, Dave would gather everyone together. And he'd give him a fucking pep talk. You know what I mean? He'd pull the 40 men together. They'd all be out there. And he would say, hey, man, you know, whatever he said. I I don't want to misrepresent him, but he'd fucking let him know this is no fucking joke. Be out there. Honor your guy. You guys are the best people out here. Give him the pep talk, but also remind them of people who sacrificed, who came ahead of him. And there was a a certain and he could do that. Mm. 12 years in the Navy, uh, top tier uh, operator who who's going to do that if they if they use a hero Todd, wad todd whitman comes to mind for me great, um, great one yeah i know he's yep. involved um in a big military guy great yeah well. great one okay yep i'm feeling it good I'm, I'm glad they got that covered they need it to be like that i think they need to have someone but also who's to say dave won't be there didn't he do he i think he in one well who knows i don't know i haven't listened yeah. to a lot of his in, in one of his in one of his reviews, I think he said he's not going, but you never know. Yeah, and I would imagine if he did, like that level of involvement for him to step onto the floor and communicate with the athletes like that as a total is probably going to be a big no go. Just knowing Dave, like I feel like he'd just be a shadowy figure if he was there, anyways. Although I have heard rumors he's going to start the games. Really? Yeah. Well, then I guess I just eat my words, huh? Welcome Meaning. to the 2022 oh. CrossFit Games. Three, two, one, go! Fuck you guys. No, no, not that part. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and, and maybe they'll do that. Maybe, you know, and they could always do that. Maybe they'll bring in a soldier. Uh, you know, uh, Josh has always been a, a hardcore uh, CrossFit loyalist, and he'd yeah. love to sell some uh, coffee. I wouldn't be surprised if he showed up there wearing the good dude shirt. That would be cool, actually, if he came out and, and he and they did a hero wad, you know, hypothetically, and he came out and gave a little pep talk for it. I think that would be cool. Yeah. Um, Liz said that Dave's too hard to do it. Makes sense, Liz. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. Makes sense. Makes sense. (laughs) Uh, When will we get our first workout? Has Adrian told us? So Adrian said on the podcast he did uh, on Coffee Pods and Wads that there will be teasers and that they've already discussed when they'll let those leak. 
And some might say today it was one with the return of the O course. Now we know there's going to be some kind of O course. You know, Dave would Dave would give us some full workouts, but typically it would be pieces of workouts without the full puzzle. Yeah, so, I actually have one of the teasers here if you guys want to see it in exclusive from Adrian Bosman. Oh, yeah, let's see it. What do you think it is? No, I'm just kidding. This is an old post that I just thought it was abstract. I'm glad, I'm glad I was like, no shit. That came to my mind. Good job. <laughs> Swim event in the dirty water. Rainbow. Oh, yes. An inclusive event. Equitable for everyone. Uh, Grab your ankles for time. <laughs> what is Adrian's most recent post? Let's look at Adrian's most recent post. Let's see what Adrian, let's look at Adrian's whole entire Instagram. Let's, can we look at his last 10 yep. posts or whatever? Yep. Go to his homepage. Got you. Go to his profile page <laughs> and see what, what the fuck's going on over there. Some mountains. Mm-hmm. Mm. Okay. Looks like some, some rock like climbing. Some, some rock climbing. Yeah, it looks like some hiking. <laughs> what are those things? Oh, yeah. What are those things on the ground there? What are those things on uh, those uh, rubber things? What are those? Collars? What are those? Bowls? Oh. Soup bowls? What is that? Yeah, interesting. Mining for gold? I don't know. Oh, wow. Good catch. Yeah, they look like tops of thermostats. They got, looks like some wine coolers. <laughs> wine coolers. Those do look like wine coolers. And the, and those are some sort of cup? It looks like a cup, yeah. Like the top of a, you know, like top of a thermos type cup. I couldn't help but notice uh, the the $68 Noble shirts on the left there. It's nice. It's nice. It's nice. I don't, I don't recognize. Oh, oh, wait, is that, let me see. Is that J-Mac and J- Justin Berg in that picture too? Let me see that. Yep, that's Justin. Adrian, damn, Adrian's hair is flowing. J-Mac, I don't recognize anyone else. Go, go up top. Go up top. Spieler? Uh, <laughs> that might be Michael Dalton. He may have been filming. I don't know who that is, though. For s- Oh, no, that's David Woods, maybe. That's David Woods. That's the guy that maybe, that's the guy that fucking negotiated the sale for CrossFit. That might be him right there. That's oh. David Woods. Wow. Yeah. He That's the guy that sent it. me the uh, DM that said, "Hey, my buddy will buy CrossFit for nine or ten figures." I'm not. A, I'm not joking. Start with the got, DM. Imagine if maybe he. What if that guy got three percent of that deal? Yeah, you should have brokered that if it came in your. DM. I should have gotten three percent. Yeah, what of are that you deal? talking about? Right? <laughs> I wonder if I'd be doing this show if I got three percent of that deal. Oh. You wouldn't have answered my call. Fuck <laughs> off! Get out of here, <laughs> Susa Ford. <laughs> Um, then there's this couple buildings, captionless, beautiful photo, great photos. Yeah, this is a waste of time. Okay, thanks. Oh, that hurts. That hurts. Thanks, Taylor. That hurts, Taylor. Oh, him rowing. You you guys already saw that. So they'll Uh, be rowing at the games. Anything else (laughs) that you guys uh want to cover that we haven't uh any rocks we haven't turned over? Good. Uh, I think normally we were going to do this show every other week. I suspect that is going to change. Um, don't be surprised if you uh, don't hear from us uh, next Friday, if not sooner. Um, as things get released, we'll be doing um, pop-up shows. I guess that's what you can call them. Uh, a week from today, we do have uh, Lazar Lazar. Uh, Jukic on at 6.30 p.m. That will be a pretty short show, so even if we did have him on at 6.30, I don't think anything would stop uh, Taylor and JR and Susan and I coming on at 5.30.
Um, so stay tuned, guys. Yep. It, it is about to uh, downpour uh, shows. Uh, Matt Torres on Monday. Haley Adams on Monday. Uh, Patrick Fellner on Tuesday. The return of John Young. Oh, that's exciting. On the 26th. Oh, man. Wait till you guys see what the data of John stacked. Young. And is, I got to... Uh, I got a few more athletes in, in, in queue that haven't quite made it on the calendar yet that people are going to be stoked about. And then also, just as a reminder, grab your guys' CEO shirts now or the TCEO shirts because we will be at the CrossFit Games. I will be there. We will be at the Paper Street booth, coffee, the coffee booth. And um, if you guys take a photo with your shirt on, we're giving he's giving away some Echo Bikes. So make sure you guys get your shirts and everything now, and we will be down there hanging out at that booth. So I, I think you need to be wearing your shirt on Sunday. Sunday. On Sunday, you need to be wearing it's it's any Sevon podcast shirt. Wear it on Sunday. Take a picture. Tag it in your Instagram. Uh, I'm not sure what you tag it at. We'll be giving you more details, and then we'll be giving away an Echo Bike. There's also a chance it might even change, and we might just give the Echo Bike to someone who's at the Paper Street booth. I do want to say this about the 27th. The 20s. I made a statement that there are affiliates out there in the ecosystem that have sold, have used every single dime that they have, husbands and wives with kids who've spent every single dime to make sure that their affiliate succeeds. And this guy, and, and they're in the middle of the fucking country like Iowa. And this guy reaches out to me named Chris Tile. And he said, I'm an eight year or an 11 year affiliate. And I'm in the middle of Iowa and my family, including my kids and my wife have done everything we can to keep our affiliate doors open. And he will be on the show Wednesday at 7am. And I encourage you to listen. I think that is going to be a badass show. Okay. Oh. Taylor, thanks for coming on. JR, thanks for coming on. You guys crushed it today. Yeah. Loved it, stuff. Yeah. Uh, really, really good. good um, you got someone who could give two shits about the game is more excited than ever. Uh, it's, it's actually going to be more than just seeing Rich Froning with his shirt off this year. So thank you. Souza, thank you. Always. My pleasure. Bye-bye.